You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 33 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I'm your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about the origins of Christmas. Fuck yeah. Hence the super sweet hats. Yeah. Had to get a little Christmas special, a little Christmas theme, so we got the hats on. Yeah. Maybe a little... Fits super good over the yeah, headphones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, our references are in the episode description. Uh, so uh, I started this with the definition of Christmas from the old Encyclopedia Britannica. I've been using Britannica a lot recently, too. They're super sweet because they're Googleable real fast. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Christmas. Christian festival celebrating the birth of Jesus or Jesus. The English term Christmas uh, is of fairly recent origin. The earlier term Yule may have derived from the Germanic Yol or the Anglo-Saxon Jeol, which referred to the feast of the winter solstice. The corresponding terms in other languages, Navidad in Spanish, uh, Natal in Italian, and Noel in French, all probably denote nativity. The German word Weinhachten denotes hollowed night. Since the early 20th century, Christmas has also been a secular family holiday observed by Christians and non-Christians alike devoid of Christian elements and marked by an increasingly elaborate exchange of gifts. In this secular Christmas celebration, a mythical figure named Santa Claus plays the pivotal pivotal role. Probably butchered all those uh, other language pronunciations, but you get the point. Yeah, you do get the point. I heard when I was researching, I had that word, the solstice, that popped up, the winter solstice. Yes. Came up a few times and fucking definitely some like German origins as well. Oh, yeah. Solstice. Yeah. There's a lot of German origins and yeah. the solstice. I think later on in this, I'm pretty sure somewhere I have a definition of the winter solstice. Okay. So we will, we will get to that. But um, I started with Jesus' birth because the mainstay of christmas is mm -hmm. the birth of jesus right yeah jesus was born in bethlehem <laughs> like and we've all heard that shit let's go all right uh so yeah um the common christian tradition uh dating of the birth date of jesus was the 25th of december a date first asserted officially by pope julius the first in 350 a.d Although this claim is dubious or otherwise unfounded, the day or season uh, has been estimated by various methods, including the description of shepherds watching over their sheep. <clears throat> In the 3rd century, the date uh, of birth of Jesus was a subject of great interest, with early Christian writers suggesting various dates. Around AD 200, Clement of Alexandria wrote, quote, there are those who have determined not only the year of our Lord's birth, but also the day. 
And they say that it took place in the 28th year of Augustus and in the 25th day of the Egyptian month, Pacon, May or May 20th. Further, others say that he was born on the 24th or 25th of Farmuthi, which would be April 20th or 21st. So by that dating, we are nowhere near Christmas. Yeah. But the debate goes on. Despite the modern celebration of Christmas in December, neither the Gospel of Luke nor the Gospel of Matthew mention a season for Jesus' birth. Scholarly arguments have been made regarding whether shepherds would have been grazing their flock during the winter, with some scholars challenging a winter birth for Jesus. So that's a common argument that um, nobody would be out with their flocks in the middle of December. Yeah, if it's cold outside, why those fuckers are going to be... Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. yeah but it's not a super scientific argument, but it's a common one. Yeah, I, I understand where they're coming from. That makes sense to me. Yeah, same. Um, but, uh, yeah, hard to go off of. Uh, there's more, though. Uh, Alexander Murray of History Today argues that the celebration of Christmas as the birthday of Jesus is based on a date of a pagan feast rather than historical analysis. Saturnalia, the Roman feast for Saturn, was associated with the winter solstice. Here is the definition, guys. So I got to it pretty fast. Definition of the winter solstice. Also called the hibernal solstice, occurs when either of Earth's poles reaches its maximum tilt away from the sun. The winter solstice occurs during the hemisphere's winter in the northern hemisphere. This is the December solstice, usually the 21st or 22nd of December. And in the southern hemisphere, this is the June solstice, usually the 20 or 21st of June. Okay, so... Although the winter solstice itself lasts only a moment, the term also refers to the day on which it occurs. Yeah, that was that was good information. I'm happy you had that there. Yeah. So it is also the shortest day of the year. Really? Yeah, and then simultaneously there's a summer solstice, which is the opposite. Yeah, so it's six months apart. Yeah. One in June, one in December. And there has historically been tons of religions, and if you're Christian, you'd call, call them pagan religions, had celebrations on both dates. Um, okay, yeah. I, I, I That makes sense to me. Yeah, it, it totally makes mm-hmm. sense. I, um, yeah, I got one more paragraph on this subject of Jesus' birth. Let's do it. The Roman festival of Natalis Solis Invicti uh, has also been suggested, since it was celebrated on the 25th of December, and was associated with some prominent emperors. Alternatively, the 25th of December may have been selected owing its proximity to the winter solstice because of its symbolic theological significance. After the solstice, the days begin to lengthen with longer hours of sunlight, which Christians see as representing the life of Christ or the light of Christ entering the world. So there's a lot of uh, speculation, a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. there uh but 
I think it's pretty safe to say that Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. Yeah, it definitely makes sense to me, especially with the whole shepherd shit, which is just kind of speculation, but we have this as well, and I guess it's just a debate, just in general, who who really fucking knows, but... Yeah, it, it is up for debate, but um, it doesn't... There's no... At the very least, there's no hard evidence that it was on the 25th, the 25th. of December. Yeah, I... I think I'm going to have to go with you on that one for sure. Yeah. But makes a lot of sense uh, of why they chose that yeah, date. I, which The connections they make with the light coming back. and uh, I get it. Yeah. I, and I, I, we're going to get deeper into this mm-hmm. too. So, so I totally get that. And uh, I think another argument too is like the calendars too. Like the whole idea of us ha- using the Gregorian calendar like – Oh yeah, pretty much objectively like the best calendar, <laughs> you know. I don't, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but uh, one thing I found with calendar differences, this is on the wiki. Most Christians obviously celebrate Christmas on the twenty fifth, and uh, which has been ad- adopted universally in civil calendars throughout the countries in the world. However, mm-hmm. part of Eastern Christian churches celebrate Christmas uh, on December twenty fifth of the older julian calendar which corresponds to january 7th on the gregorian calendar so there's like a few differences there and a one day difference here is another day a further complication is added by the fact that the armenian apostolic church continues the original ancient eastern eastern christian practice of celebrating the birth of christ not as a separate holiday but on the same day as the celebration of his baptism which is on january 6th interesting so there's a couple dif- differences there mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of cool how like if you correspond the gregorian calendar to the julian calendar it actually lands on the 7th of january which is interesting yeah that is interesting mm-hmm. it's still in winter that's that one is pretty close yeah yeah they are pretty close so i didn't think it was that crazy but you know uh, growing up everyone knows it's december 25th so other places do yeah. it do it slightly differently yeah and there's a huge uh can of worms you can get into there with the dating of jesus birth uh it it goes deep even to the year they're they're not like i saw that you you would think it would be like zero right because yeah. the calendar's like you know bc before christ and after death mm-hmm. but speculation is more around like three or four i think which is weird oh yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you know, a lot of people they instead of using BC or AD, they use BCE, mm-hmm. uh, like before Common Era, Era instead yeah. of yeah. So it's that's a whole nother debate, and uh, there's just no no one was there to really know. We don't have yeah. a good enough uh, historical record for that. I think it's definitely back once again with etymology, like shit being lost just over time, and whether it's translation or just it wasn't recorded or fucking it was lost to time you know yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. okay let's get into uh the next section of this next topic um which i titled saturnalia in rome where winters were not as harsh as those in the far north saturnalia a holiday in honor of saturn the god of agriculture was celebrated 
Beginning in the week leading up to the winter solstice and continuing for a full month, Saturnalia was a hedonistic time when food and drink were plentiful and the normal Roman social order was turned upside down. For a month, enslaved people were given temporary freedom and treated as equals. Business and schools were closed so that everyone could participate in the holidays festivities. I like the way they that they word that. And when I when I grew up in a in a Christian household, uh, like hedonistic was just like really demonized. But this sounds like a pretty gas celebration. Yeah, you know, like all the slaves, like okay, you're equals for the for this for month this yeah. of holiday. Uh, sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, many Saturnalia traditions have stood the test of time and are still present in our modern celebration. Things like lighting candles and gift giving stem from Saturnalia. Even wearing Santa hats. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to our Santa hats. Or paper crowns can be linked to the wearing of the freedmen's caps and the crowning of the king of Saturnalia. Bro, we're the kings of Saturnalia right now. (laughs) Yeah, we're the kings. So it was, it was, so is it like a, a sign of like nobility or like, I that's a good question. I didn't go super deep into that. I got the okay. connection and I moved on. No, I I get it. I get it. Just I was just curious with that. What if, if you did have the Santa hat? You were like OP <laughs> for that month, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just speculating, but with like uh, the slaves being equals and everyone being equals, maybe it was just like we all get to wear the cap and we all get to wear the crown right now. Okay, gotcha. Type thing. I don't know. I'm I'm spitballing. Just inferring there. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, got a little more here. Also around the time of the winter solstice, Romans observed uh, Juvenalia, a feast honoring the children of Rome. In addition, members of the upper classes often celebrated the birthday of Mithra, the god of the unconquerable sun, on December 25th. It was believed that Mithra, an infant god, was born of a rock. For some Romans, Mithra's birthday was the most sacred day of the year. I thought that was real interesting, especially after we did the two Babylons. Yeah. I I thought that was interesting. Yeah, another... He didn't make that connection. Mm-hmm. But uh, it makes sense. The god of the unconquerable sun. Yeah. Uh, in, in the two Babylons, he did link Jesus to other sun gods. Yeah, and there was what? There was the Isis and Osiris god connection, and it does seem On like Horus. there is a, a lot of that. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, but Jesus has been linked to sun, many different mm-hmm. sun gods and in and, and other things. So to me, that made a lot of sense. It de- it's just another case for me where it's like it. In my head, it sounds totally plausible. I don't. There is a lot of different links and different mm-hmm. shit, but too bad there was other like the the Nisus and the Nimrod fucking co- just connecting mm-hmm. biblical things back to other older mythologies. Who knows, but... And in the book, a lot of his tie-ins where he says uh, where where the swap went from pagan to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he would have a lot of pagan gods uh, stemming from older pagan gods. Mm-hmm. But when it finally switched to Christianity, it was in Rome. Yeah, the... It, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it, you could stem it back even further if you followed the chain, but that's where Definitely. the jump was made. And I think that's pretty... Uh, pretty um 
regarded pretty widely pretty, accepted. Pretty fair to say. Um, that in Rome, a lot of the meshing between pagan and Christianity happened. happened. Yeah. yeah, and I remember you telling me before that wasn't necessarily thought of like as a bad thing either, right? Well, yeah, so in other... Um, when other like, you know, societies would get together, connect, they would often mesh their gods. And that was just accepted. Like the Vikings did. Everyone did it. They would just mesh their gods. Mm -hmm. It was pretty normal. It was only when the Christians came that they were pretty annoyed and were pretty resistant. They weren't having any of that shit. Yeah. They were like, ours is the true God. The yours are all crap. We're not meshing. It, but it was in Rome that that happened, and I got mm. a little details into that. I didn't go super deep, but yeah, dude, Rome is just fucking dope in general. Rome is cool. Yeah, that's super cool, man. But totally stole all their gods from the Greeks. <laughs> yeah, still cool though. Who stole them from the Egyptians? But mm-hmm. who took them from Atlantis? or shared? Or they just shared them? Maybe. Yeah, you, you know, know, I feel like our brain likes to go to a lot of like bloody like bad events you know fucking well a lot of those but there was a lot there of those was history too. there was a lot of those but maybe yeah. it wasn't all bad like that i think there was probably a little bit of both yeah well they were all doing psychedelics they might have been a little more yeah, open-minded they with were their all religions the ergot wine and shit yeah the mysteries so uh i'm gonna continue on a little more because i got a little more details on that here too still a, a little bit back on track in 325 AD, Constantine the Great, the first Christian Roman emperor, introduced Christmas as an immovable feast on the 25th of December. He also introduced Sunday as a holy day in a new seven-day week and introduced movable feasts Easter. In 354 AD, Bishop Liberius of Rome officially ordered his members to celebrate the birth of Jesus on the 25th of December. So I wanted to mention that first name there because Emperor Constantine is the one who really had a huge part in mixing of the Roman pagan holidays and the Christian holidays. Um. Uh, he had a huge part in doing that, and it makes it makes a lot of sense when you're the emperor and you have Christians and pagans both making up your people and they're at war with each other. Might as well. So he united them. Basically, he kind of it was like a political tool. To me, it sounds like pretty it makes a lot of sense to me like, yeah it sounds obvious it's like hey guys how about we just make this one thing uh, yeah stop fighting one nation for rome yeah be cool like we got yeah. we got fucking places to build shit to do yeah we got things to do and check out the coliseum uh yeah. your favorite gladiators are fighting <laughs> yeah so check that out mm-hmm. no literally yeah yeah don't pay attention to the wage gap <laughs> yeah fucking and he i think i heard you say that he was kind of like influential and in like getting sunday fucking as like a day of like rest yeah or, you know it's funny because i think it's originally was saturday well i don't know why well but, yeah because but isn't the week it's supposed to be sunday through saturday not monday through sunday yeah uh-huh. yeah supposedly supposedly but religiously the day of rest was originally saturday and somehow it got changed to sunday mm-hmm. and uh i don't have enough background on that i subject. guess at the end of the day who really gives a fuck but right. it's still interesting to me yeah i mean 
I feel like I don't have any days of rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's just part of being American. When you, especially when you have a fucking family, too. Shit, Trying to but. keep up with these, uh, you know, $4 a gallon gas. Yeah. And the groceries, 250% increase Dude, in groceries. Yeah, grocery prices are crazy right now. Right. I, you're, I'm assuming a lot of people are struggling, but God, man, they're, they're fucking crazy. Anyway. Anyways. Jesus. <laughs> Back to <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So that's what I had on the section on um, Saturnalia, which has to do with basically uh, there were, in short, several uh, celebrations around the winter solstice uh, that it seems like they kind of just merged them into the celebration of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes sense for many reasons. Um, everyone can kind of keep doing the same thing, but be united under the Christian banner now. Yeah, on Britannica, I think they were talking about the solstice, the fucking uh, the Roman Empire holiday, mm-hmm. and they called it the Dice Solus Invicti Nati, the day of the birth that Sounds unconquered sweet. the sun. But I tried my best pronouncing that. I honestly was going to skip that, but I think it... Oh, that's the God of Mithri one. Of the unconquering sun? Yeah, yeah. Or unconquerable sun? Mm-hmm. Sounds so sweet. <laughs> it does sound pretty. He's definitely a, a final boss and a God of War game coming up. But. Yeah. In the two Babylons, that was the celebration of Tammuz. Yeah, uh, yeah. you were telling me about that. Yeah, so they would, um, in Ezekiel, when uh, it mentions Tammuz and the women weeping over Tammuz, mm-hmm. basically winter and the and the winter solstice represented him, the sun god of Tammuz, dying. I think he was like also the okay. agricultural god. So every year he would die, and then <laughs> on the summer solstice he would be reborn. Oh, okay. That I can kind of get down with that. Yeah, it was. It's uh-huh. kind of cool. Kind of a cool concept. I like it. Mm-hmm. That is a cool concept. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that one before. Yeah, I don't know if we would incorporate that. We celebrate Odin's Day here. <laughs> yeah. Pray to lay down to bed and pray to Odin every night. We got our Odin caps on. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Praying to fucking Odin. Dude. Which is my transition into the Germanic ties. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, I know. Smooth transition. I know. Thanks, guys. Yule. We're going to talk about Yule. Yule. I like that. It sounds like a strong name. Um, so, let's get into it. If you were Germanic during the Middle Ages and lived in Northern Europe, you would have celebrated the winter festival Yule, also known as Yuletide or Yulefest. I was just going to say that, Yuletide. Yeah. Life in the North was hard, especially in the winter months, and people needed something to look forward to during the unforgivable winters. The festival of Yule was a time to celebrate life to its fullest, featuring or uh, feasting, singing, dancing, and overall merrymaking went on for 12 days and nights, starting on December 21st, the solstice, and ending on January 1st. Preparations for the celebration involved bringing large logs of ash inside the home and placing them in the hearth. The logs were lit on one side and left to slowly burn every night during Yule. Any spark that came from the log was thought to represent the life of a new calf, set to be born during the upcoming year. Yule logs were also said to symbolize the darkness or death of winter, being driven out by the light 
or life of the fire. Kind of similar concepts of what we just mentioned, uh, but I like it. Yeah, it's very interesting. I wonder if they had like, they sat a dude down and he's like, yo, you're going to count the fucking sparks that pop out here. Like, we need to know how many fucking calves we're going to have. Yeah. And was that like for everyone or was that like in your house, your family was going to get that many calves? I don't. I don't know, man. That's interesting. It to can't think be because there would be so many sparks. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, would be a lot. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna keep going. Keep going here. All right. Other preparations consisted of setting up and decorating of the Yule tree in the center of the village, hanging mistletoe, mistletoe, and decorating the house with holly and ivy, symbols later adopted by Christians as symbols of Christ and Mary, respectively. Dude, totally, man. Yeah, you. It's. It's not a stretch of the imagination to make all these connections. Dude, it's the same thing. That makes so much fucking... Down the street, people already got that shit put up on their houses fucking where I'm at. You see it all the time. They're celebrating Yuletide and don't even know it. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Uh, I'm going to continue. However, everything done for and during this festival had a different meaning to the Germanic pagans. For instance... Holly was used to decorate the household because it was believed that its prickly leaves were able to ward off or capture any evil spirits before they were able to enter the home. Mistletoe was also used to protect the home. It was hung over the entryway in order to repel any thunder, lightning, and other evils. The Germanic people also believed that mistletoe helped with a woman's fertility. So young couples hung the plant above their headboards in hopes of adding a new member to their family in the coming year. So that's Whew. that's where mistletoe come. From. Yeah, it, it was a it was a hope that a woman was going to be fertile and you were going to add a new you're going to have a baby and add a new fa- member to the family. But now we think of it as like more of a romantic kind of thing. You know, you're which is a similar connection. It is similar. Similar. Yeah, it is totally similar. It's pretty cool. No, that was a good find. Good one, Red. Thanks. Um, let's see. I got more. The Yule tree was also an important symbol in pagan tradition, representing the tree of life, also known as Yadrasil in Norse mythology. I thought that was cool. Yadrasil? Uh, yeah. <laughs> For uh, Yule celebrations, a tree was brought into the center of the village. Young and old assisted in decorating the tree with gifts, pine cones, berries, and other fruits. Symbols that were considered sacred to the Norse gods and goddesses were also placed on the tree. So there's the Christmas tree right there. See, we celebrate Odin's Day. Yeah, yeah, dude. Hail the old. Wow, Father. that is so. It was like they were like providing like gifts like to him. Uh, yeah, I just guess things. It's like a kind of yeah uh, offering to the gods, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess in a way. So, yeah, I would imagine they definitely had, like, a whole fucking, like, it was, like, a whole, like, show, like, thing. Like, I'd imagine they, it was pretty dope. Sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. But they just did one in the center of the town. Yeah, it wasn't, I guess so. So they did one fat one. Yeah, everyone doesn't have a tree in their house. They got one fat one, and everyone, I guess, provides. and They get the one fat one there for the whole town, and then everyone gets the Yule log in their home every night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, I'm going to read some more. Yule has many traditions that are still prevalent in our Christmas celebrations today. Uh, Traditions such as hanging wreaths, ringing bells, 
and even elves can be tied to Yule. Of course, the meanings behind these traditions have evolved over time. Take, for example, the hanging of wreaths. Germanic pagans hung them because they symbolized the infinity of goodwill, friendship, and joyfulness. It was also a symbol of the wheel of the year, which is the pagan calendar for the eight Sabbaths. In Christianity, meanwhile, it has come to symbolize everlasting life in Christ's triumph over death. So Dude. that's all the Yule connections I got. And most of this is off, off an article that I linked. They did a great job of, of uh, tying all that Dude, together. Yeah. The, it was from the History, History I think, History Channel um, site. Yeah. Pretty cool. That makes, like, we got so much to the Christmas tradition from the Yule. Like, it seems like it a shitload. Like, you have the mistletoe. The the wreaths, the fucking the tree, decorating the tree, fucking yep. elves. It, literally, Santa's little helpers are there too. Yeah. Like, fucking, that was a good one, man. Yeah, that one was. Uh, I feel like that was the biggest chunk. Most of it comes from the Germanic celebrations. Yeah, it seems like, and it seems like the tying of the celebrations together really happened in Rome. Mm-hmm. But somehow we merged the those ones with the romish roman ones with Christ, with just like a christianity wrapper around it exactly just put a yeah it almost god it feels like we yeah. took a lot of them just verbatim almost you know which means all of you pagans or i mean sorry all, <laughs> all of you christians are going to hell you're going you're going to burn forever no no <laughs> <laughs> yes yes you are your tree is a golden calf you're putting in your house oh man <laughs> i guess i got a a couple things are you going to go to santa next santa is the the last topic i have is old saint nick the jolly fat yeah, man yeah <laughs> the jolly fat man i uh, i just got a couple things to throw in uh this was actually this was right on the wiki you just scroll pretty far down but uh, apparently, following the 2022 invasion of its territory by Russia, Ukraine officially moved its Christmas date from January 7th, like I was talking about before with the calendars, to December 25th to distance itself from the Russian Orthodox Church that had supported Russia's invasion. So I was when I saw that, I was like, what, dude? They really moved their shit because it was like, fuck you, Russia. We're not <laughs> celebrating That was a, that was a long-term strat move to get the <laughs> yeah. U.S.'s support. No. Yeah, kidding. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, get the Christ- to get the white people on their side. There you go. They're, they're white too, bro. The Americans. I guess I, I should have prefaced it like yeah, that. Okay, the dumb white Hitler. people. <laughs> yeah. next to a Nazi over here. Yeah. No. <laughs> to get the, the, the more stupid white people on their side. Oh, uh, man, that's insane. I, that's cool. cool note. Yeah, when I, I saw that, that on the wiki, I was like, what the fuck, dude? They're trying to get away from the Russians. Uh-huh. We got nothing to do with these guys. We're yeah. on your side. Um, we love McDonald's and Coke <laughs> and America and freedom. No. <laughs> this was another cool uh, fact I found from a Parade.com article. This one, uh, okay. when Puritan settlers arrived in 1620... They believed Christmas to be too extravagant and did not want to celebrate the holiday. They believed there was no scriptural basis for commemorating Christmas. In fact, celebrating Christmas was actually banned in Boston from 1659 to 1681. So you couldn't even fucking celebrate the fucker then. Yeah. Back in the, you know, pretty far back, but. Nerds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, To be fair to them, if you are trying to be 
like if you're Puritan, if you're trying to go strictly with the scriptures, yeah, it, do, it does. It, nowhere in there does it say to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, and the whole gift oh. giving and. But it's fun. It is fun. I like the hedonistic revelry. Yeah, <laughs> I guess in general too. I mean, who does? You know, some people don't like the holidays, but who do, who doesn't really like the holidays? You know, get together with your fam. Yes, I especially like that we celebrate materialism. Yeah, I was just gonna say, other than your pockets, it's my favorite part. Yeah, your pockets <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> Definitely out out a little more cash than you'd like to this year, Red. But gotcha. you do what you got to do. I'm just kidding, guys. Please don't don't get butt hurt. <laughs> Please don't get butt hurt. Uh, anyways. I got some a couple paragraphs on Santa, if that's all you you had there. Yeah, there's just a couple of things to throw old. in there. Uh, so, a popular character we all know, Santa Claus, uh, also has some pre-Christian roots. Though he represents Saint Nicholas, uh, the third-century Turkish bishop, who famously left gifts in people's shoes. Other parts of the lore surrounding Santa come from a more ancient traditions. When one looks at traditional imagery of Santa and not the modern Coca-Cola version. Yeah. Uh, similarities to the Norse god Odin. Odin's day. Dude, Odin. Reigns supreme. Dude, I, I think you're starting to sell me on this shit right now. Yes. Can be found. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for instance, in many Norse myths, Odin takes the form of an old white bearded traveler clad in a hooded cloak and riding on horseback. Odin was also known to ride a eight-legged horse throughout the sky named Oh Sleipnir. shit. There's the, the fucking reindeer right there. Yeah, yeah. The original Santa rode a horse before he was given his eight tiny reindeer uh, in the 1823 poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. And if you'll notice, the horse before had eight legs, and then they gave him eight reindeer in, re- in oh, replacement. Oh, that's how they... Dude, that yeah. is fucking cool, man. Odin is the is the original Dude. goat. By yeah. the way, <laughs> yeah. not only the inspiration from for Santa Claus, he also was the in- inspiration for Gandalf, the other goat. Oh, uh, really? From Lord, really? Yeah, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, dude. Dude, if you need to know. You need to know about Odin. Dude, Odin is bad. Dude, I imagine him. He's like throwing like Molniers and fucking shit out of his sleigh. Oh, dude. Like, like fucking. The best fucking you, you, you fucking done yeah. good this year. You haven't been naughty. You get a fucking Molnir. Good luck lifting it up. But you, you get a Molnir. Get one. Yeah. <laughs> I just want like a, a cool Viking axe or something. An axe, yeah. Or shield. Like, dude. For for Odin. To yeah. Valhalla. Yeah, dude. Odin, if you're listening, drop me off a Molnir this year. Please. I want it. <laughs> but now I really want to get like a. Uh, uh, like a Christmas, uh, like a tree ornament that's like Odin oh, God. with uh, with Slepnir, but like in the Santa Claus style. Dude, that would be sweet. Oh, that is someone fucking, has to make it. I feel like someone definitely makes it, but that is another fucking. I'd put that on my tree. Oh, I put it on mine too. I don't. Yeah, Ma wouldn't like it, but it's staying on there. It's staying on there for the OG. <laughs> yeah, the All Father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I got a little more here. Um. During Yule, it was also said that Odin and the other gods participated in the wild hunt. On these hunts, Odin was said to race across the sky in search of ice giants and other forces of evil. These hunts were linked to winter storms, and it was believed that those who disrespected the gods caught bad luck, while those whom Odin favored received good fortune and gifts. 
One can also find references of elves, all whom were skilled crafters, being referred to as Odin's men in the Eddic poem, Thorsdrapa. The original Santa wasn't mentioned having elves until 1855 in the short story Christmas Elves by Louisiana May Alcott. How much Odin actually influenced the imagery of Santa can't be said for sure, but one can surely see similarities between the two. So, yeah, uh, Odin did have elves, and they did make Molnir. And the, <laughs> yeah. So that is another link. Uh, Dude, I yeah. this wind doesn't stop, man. Holy shit, there is a bunch of connections. Mm-hmm. Odin's a man. Yeah, he, he is. He is one of the goats for sure. All right, I got a little more here. Uh, almost done here, and we'll just continue bullshitting from there. Uh, in 1822, Episcopal minister Clement Clark Moore wrote a Christmas poem called "An Account of a Visit from Saint Nicholas," and I didn't know what that was until I read this next line. More popularly known today by its first line. Twas the night before Christmas. Yeah, there it is. Right we all there. know that one, right? Yeah. Uh, the poem depicted Santa Claus as a jolly man who flies from home to home on a sled driven by reindeer to deliver toys. It looks just like Tim Allen. <laughs> uh, the iconic version of Santa Claus is a jolly man in red with a white beard and a sack of toys was immortalized in 1881 when political cartoonist Thomas Nast drew on Moore's poem to create the image of old St. Nick we know today, Mm -hmm. and Coca-Cola ran with it, Yeah, and now we all love it. Yeah. Okay, that's what I have. Drops a little bar at the end. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you can totally uh, see how the evolution, Mm -hmm. how that chain of events all happened, and um, now we have this awesome day. That we buy stuff. Yeah, the fucking economy fucking booms from it. God. The amount of money getting spent, like, during the month of December just has to be fucking crazy, dude. Right, and it starts on Thanksgiving now. We just start yeah. Yeah, feeding it. Yeah, there's a whole the fucking beast. week of Black Friday and online Cyber Monday shopping just to prep up and then finish off your shopping in December. I'm a, There's got to be a lot of retailers that just fucking... Boom, man. Yeah, it's the big day of the year. Well, it used to be. Now it's the big day of the year for Amazon. Yeah, but, dude, <laughs> you know? I, I got a buddy that works for Amazon, and he has been hating his fucking life the past three weeks. Like, I yeah. Bet. Every time I hang out with him now, he it's like a start off like five minutes of how like <laughs> just slammed it is. Yeah, how slammed. Uh, I guess if you want to piss him off more, order uh barbie houses those are like the most aids thing <laughs> to really fucking, they take up so much space oh it, man. he's been slinging out barbie they're doll probably houses. slamming this year for the barbie movie too uh, that's you know i i didn't yeah. even think about that probably that's awesome uh i love america yeah america america dude odin's day yeah we're gonna uh, start a campaign to get it fucking renamed sign yeah. our fucking odin's slip day, you know is the best um, you got any other tidbits you you left out? I you want to throw in here? You kind of talked about this a little bit. The Saint Nicholas, uh, fucking one of the uh people that 
I guess Santa got ideas from, or the the idea of Santa, how they got inspiration, was this dude named Saint Nicholas. Already fucking, you can draw the connections there, but uh, yep. Saint Nicholas was a fourth century Greek Christian bishop of Myra, in a region of Lycia in the Roman Empire, which is now modern day Turkey. Nicholas was well known for his generous gifts to the poor, in particular presenting the three impoverished daughters of pious Christians, Christian with dowry so they would not have to become prostitutes is it pious what's pious pious so i i tried <laughs> sorry guys it's okay i screw up way more words yeah I just, uh, I just knew one he's usually portrayed as a bearded bishop in canonical robes so like the beard with the robes gift giving good to maybe some more of the poor the less fortunate so i kind of see the connection there of how they got some ideas from mm-hmm. the og greek saint nicholas and they merged him with odin and coca-cola yeah, exactly and came up with santa claus yeah definitely uh on britannica they talked about the coca-cola company kind of really it almost seems like they kind of set in stone like his red look with the beard and the fucking jolly, you know, overweight guy. It makes sense. They're like, we want him to look like a Coke can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what a Coke can turns you <laughs> yeah. into. America's going to know uh-huh. that Santa Claus loves Coke and Coke loves America. Dude, it is crazy in general just like how you associate certain things with brands. Yes. Like they just shovel it down your throat from a super young age and it's like yeah, Coca-Cola Coca-Cola is, is cocaine. Yeah. Santa yeah, the Coca and polar bears. Yeah. But nice yeah. polar bears, not the ones that eat your face. Yeah, the polar bears too. And uh, icy had a thing with. Uh, oh yeah, icy polar bears for a while too. Well, uh, icy also had Coca Cola. Icy. The, uh, Coca Cola probably, probably owns them. icy. They probably own I was just. They yeah. probably do. Uh, but yeah, they did. They had a big part of it, and I think. Uh, um, I didn't find a lot on it, but I think Hallmark had a big part of it too. Yeah, yeah, I could, especially with like mothers like that demographic yeah fucking they definitely helped definitely so branding branding brought us i guess yeah that's fucking where we end off here is fucking dude with just advertising in general it's crazy how it's just fucking like burned into your brain like you think of christmas time you think of santa holding the fucking and he's got the dough he's got the good coke too the glass bottle joint you know of course it's gotta be the glass bottle yeah, the one from Mexico with real cane with sugar. With real in it. sugar, yeah. They keep nerfing our shit up here. I know it. Yeah, so yeah. But we all think that commercials don't affect us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So um yeah, so basically in a nutshell, totally pagan holiday, but Odin. we love it. And uh hail Odin. Mm-hmm. Make sure That's you, what s- I got. you send you- out your prayers tonight to Odin. Yeah. And in honor of Christmas, feel free to check out our merch store. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and continue the commercialism yeah <laughs> but Wait, uh yeah exactly yeah are we good that's all i got that's what i got man thanks for listening guys hope you liked it it's been jake it's been red see you merry christmas merry christmas